We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Morning Grind. I am Grant Neaver. I'm taking over for Stevie for the next few days. He's out on, I believe, vacation, which he absolutely deserves because that guy works way harder than I do. But in any case, we got a nice little 11-game slate here on this beautiful Wednesday. Got some fun games on board, and we got a great co-host here. It's Drake. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just hopefully... Hopefully looking to have a sweat tonight, but we'll see how everything goes. Uh, what about yourself? Oh, I have no sweat. I lost everything. This is went on a giant heater and, with betting and 0-4 today. Just absolutely terrible. Nothing went right. Every single every single manager must have known that I had the under on their K props because a lot of them should have been yanked one inning before. But for some reason, they decided to let them stay in. But, oh, well, it's just money we got another day right ahead of us, a real fun slate here. Let's get it started. First game on the slate, Detroit going up against Baltimore, 10.5 total. Scooball going up against Harvey. Let's start off with Scooball. Any interest in him going up against this decent Baltimore strikeout team? Uh, I mean, I have, I'm going to have a little bit of interest in him because, because the pitching, I don't think, on the slate, is, from what I looked at briefly, I don't think it's all that great. So it might be a little bit of interest in scooball, but um but but that's it if anything. But but Detroit but actually Boston's been hitting pretty well. Um well at least tonight they're hitting a good a decent amount. Um and they do have a heavy strikeout lineup. So I, I can see myself getting to them a little bit, but a lot a lot more so in tournaments for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to probably end up being off him. I do like that price tag. I do like his strikeout ability, but it's really dipped over the last month. The swing strike rate has gone down from 11.4% down to 8.4, I think, over the last 30 days. Just hasn't fully been there. He's His leash hasn't seemed that bad. They've let him pitch 88 to 93 pitches. Um, but the ballpark makes me not really want to use him. I get that this Baltimore team is a decent strikeout team, but they definitely have some bats with some pop here. I think I'm going to be off of Scooball. I understand playing him, and if he's going to be completely unowned, he could go back to what he was earlier on the season when he was striking out everyone. But as of this moment right now, I think I'm off of him. What about Harvey over on the other side? And I just want to hold on. I also want to make clear that that would be a, a DK play only. It wouldn't be a – it would definitely not be a fan duel play. So it will only be strictly from DK uh, for sure. Um, and then uh, Matt Harvey, honestly – no, I, I just can't see myself. That is the correct answer. That is 100% the correct answer. I don't play Matt Harvey, and the reason why is very obvious. He's not very good, obviously, sitting around 5x fifth, doesn't strike out guys, has no ability to do anything versus a lefty, and there's a few lefties in this lineup. So I'm fully out on him. What about these Detroit bats? Honestly, I love Detroit. Um, I, I'd like – this is going against Harvey, so – to me, I, I I don't know how how they're going to be tomorrow, but I'm assuming that park, since it's a, a hitter's park, I was expecting them to be a lot of people to be on them. Um, but you know, Detroit has a reputation of not being that great of a team. I know me personally, I'm not afraid of that, so I'll probably definitely have a lot of Detroit tomorrow. I love I do, I love Scope, I love Grossman. Um, even even the bottom half of that lineup just to get different in tournaments from Catalario to Goodrum, I, I love it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite as high of them on them as you are. Like, Harvey has been bad versus lefty so far this season. Gives up a lot of fly balls, gives up a lot of hard contact, doesn't strike him out. And there's only really two lefties I want to play in this line. I mean, Badu sitting there at 3,900. Dude has a ton of pop. He's a great play. And Grossman sitting at 3,700. He's a great play. You can stack him up. You can throw Haas in there. You can throw Scope in there. Candelario, Goodrum. Castro all have the platoon splits since they're switch hitters, but it's not really their best side of the plate. So Grossman, Bedu, absolutely right there with you. Love those guys' plays. Fantastic. The rest of them, like, we'll see what the ownership ends up being because it is a big park upgrade. It isn't going to be 85 degrees. Wind will probably be blowing out, it looks like. And Harvey is just bad, and that bullpen behind him is bad. So throwing any of those righties in, like Scope or Haas, is not a bad idea at all. Austin scope, obviously a little bit expensive, but if you're throwing in the rest of the cheap bats, you can make it work pretty easily. Plus not a huge amount of pitching to pay out for. So I don't mind Detroit. I'm not as high as you are on them, but I definitely really like Badu and Grossman. What about over on the other side with Baltimore going up against Scooball, who is giving up more. I still think he's at the top of the league in terms of barrels per batted ball event. So whenever he doesn't strike him out, he's not striking guys out anymore. I have a lot of interest in Baltimore. I, yeah, I do too. I, pretty much this game as a whole today. Uh, just like today, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of interest in them for sure. Uh, I can see why some get into a good amount of them. Um, I, 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 like you said, popular side is probably going to be more so Baltimore in this t- case. So I, so that's why I like getting Detroit to Detroit more. But Baltimore just as well has a good has a tremendous upside this matchup against uh, going against Scooball too. Who who when he I guess last pitch against him too wasn't. Um, uh, did pitch pretty well. And then also the strikeout rate, if I'm correct, is, is in the past 30 days is down. So I definitely like uh, getting to Baltimore, uh, Baltimore in this spot. 
Yeah, I mean, Mancini and Hayes are two of my top plays on the entire slate. Hayes is just still too cheap at 2.5K. For some reason, they never raise his price tag, but he's saying at 372 Woba, 255 ISO going up against lefties. And like I said, Scooball has been just horrible going up against righties pretty much all season long. And yes, you're right, that strikeout rate is down. Mancini, obviously, great play, but everyone else in this lineup is super cheap outside of Mullins, who I'll still play him against Scooball. Like, I don't care if it's a lefty-lefty. He's just, he's very good, and he's a great guy that I want to have in on that lineup. But, yeah, load up on Baltimore bats, especially load up on Hayes. Let's go to the next game here. we got the Cardinals going up against the Pirates. Wainwright going up against Crow, nine total. Let's start off with Wainwright, who's a little bit spendy over on DK at 9.4K, but not really a ton of pitching. Any interest in him? Uh, Adam Wainwright, you said? Yeah. I mean... His strikeouts are not too bad, but honestly, probably I, I, I might try to see in, in tournaments. I probably have a tiny bit just because I know that the Pittsburgh lineup has a lot of high strikeouts in there. Um, but that's really about it. Not, not too much interest besides that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to end up getting there. I mean, the slate doesn't have a ton of aces up top, and I think I'd rather go with Gaussman, rather go with Stroman, rather go with Burns, but. I mean, there, there are worse things to do on the slate. Being played in Pittsburgh, this lineup is really not that great. Above average in terms of strikeouts, Wainwright is just kind of an average overall pitcher, so I don't know why he's priced at 9.4K. I know he can get it done in any given matchup, but probably on the lower end of guys that I'm interested in uh, that are spend-ups. So I think I'm out on rate Wainwright. What about on the other side with Crow? <laughs> no. Yep, that is the correct answer. Crow is terrible, plus over a 5x fit, walks guys, league average strikeout, hard contact, pretty much nothing good. He's just bad, which I like to target against him, but I'm not a huge fan of this ballpark. It is going to be 84 degrees there, but not really a great ballpark in the St. Louis team. I'm rarely a fan of O'Neill got late scratch, so we don't know if he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow, which would be a big plus because obviously he's 3.2K and has some pop. So any interest in any of these St. Louis bats? Honestly, no. I mean, I'm gonna have some interest, like, like probably like as a mini stack, if anything. But that's really it. I can't see myself getting to them any more than that. I just don't like. I don't. I, St. Louis is not. They, I mean, they hit well sometimes. It's like it's like a hit or miss with them. So tournaments, they're good to probably have a couple, a little bit of a couple stacks of them. Um, like I said, mini stacks with Edmund um, and the rest of them. But in my opinion, no. He would be my top target though. Would be Edmund probably from this team. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of right there with you. I think I'm going to full-on fade him. Um, I'm not going to argue with Carlson at his cheap price tag. O'Neal, if he is in there, Goldschmidt or Arnado, even Molina if you want to throw in the catcher position. But just just not for me. I I think I'm just full-on out on him. But what about the Pittsburgh bats going up against Wainwright? See, that's tough. Um, they, they go, I, I know they're going to project well tomorrow. I know they are. I just don't know how much I really want to get to them because they're going to be cheap. And so they're probably, I expect them to be probably a little bit in the future as far as ownership wise, even on an 11 game slate. And, but with weather being somewhat of concern to some games, I know, I, I think you can get to him. I mean, get to them and use them, but I'm not going to use that much of them either. I, like that, this whole game is probably like, like probably like secondary stacks for me uh, personally on both sides. Yeah, I'm full on fading Pittsburgh. Absolutely no interest going up against Wainwright. Even though it's a pretty, it's not too big of a slate. I just, I'm, I'm not going there. 
Let's move on to the next game here. We got Dodgers going up against the Phillies. Price going up against Gibson. Nine and a half total here. Let's start off with Price, who's still pretty cheap over on DraftKings at 6.6K. Any interest in him? Yeah, I like getting the price on DraftKings. Um, if he's, especially if he's going to go five and a half innings, um, or, or is he's, if he's gonna, they're going to work up a little bit more and get him to maybe six innings. So I like definitely targeting him for sure, especially at that price. So he'll be in play for me for sure. Um, I know this lineup is pretty good. This, they don't have that one, two. They have like what, three people with low, with low strikeout rates in that lineup. The projected Pittsburgh lineup that's going to be out tomorrow. Um, but weather will also not play a factor into it if it's going to be humid too as well. So, But I like it into a little bit. Yeah, I mean, his price tag is just too good over on DK. He might be limited about 75, maybe get up to 80 pitches. I know they're playing and stretching them out, adding him into the rotation. But then Scherzer addition obviously took that out. But the injuries are keeping him in there maybe for one more start after this, but most likely this will be his last start. So they might be a little bit careful with him, but he's so efficient that 60 pitches, he can end up getting through five innings. He's done it multiple times before, and there's just really not a lot of cheap pitching on this slate. I know Phillies aren't a great strikeout team, but they're a bit worse going up against lefties. They are going up against righties, so I won't argue with Price. I'm probably going to end up with a decent amount of exposure to him just because of that price tag. It's just kind of the way that the slate's turning out. What about Gibson over on the other side? I'm not playing no pitcher against the Dodgers right now with that lineup. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's kind of the smart move. It's pretty much stacked all the way up and down. I know Betts got late scratch, so he may or may not end up being in the lineup tomorrow. If he's in there, then it's an absolute no. If he isn't in there, it's still likely no. This lineup's just far too good. Low strikeout, works account, very good. Just the best hitting lineup in the league, probably by a pretty solid margin. Just the Dodgers are far too good. No interest in Gibson. What about these Dodgers bats potentially at low ownership going up against a decent pitcher in Gibson? Yeah, I like I like targeting them in tournaments for sure. Um, they're going to be, like you said, on the low end probably. So I love getting to them. Um, I run anyone in their lineup. Not, I'm comfortable with running everybody from one one all the way to um, eight or nine. Um, not, not a belief. So definitely love getting some for sure. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. I mean, I think you can target pretty much any side. Gibson is a guy that in the past has been pretty splits neutral this year. He's been good, but he's been fairly splits neutral. So you don't really have to look at handedness. It's kind of just a stack spot because the Dodgers are so good that they could really beat up anyone. What about over on the other side? We've got price probably going four or five innings, solid overall pitcher, and then a decent bullpen coming in behind him. Philly, obviously not great versus lefties. A little bit like a little bit of a tough matchup here. I don't really have any interest in Philly. Do you? I'm gonna have probably like like just some one offs, um, or maybe like I said, mini stacks. So like like Sergio, like Sergio would be so not interested in Real Muto. Um, even I even kind of like Bryce Harper and in um on this in a lefty lefty, but you know a lot of people don't like to do it. and Brad and, and Miller too as well. So I can see myself having like a mini stack of them, but nothing nothing too crazy. Um, for them. And if Mookie is going to be also not live tomorrow for the Dodgers, I think he probably might be one of the best players on the slate at low ownership. Yeah, yeah, that price tag will keep people away, but I mean, there's not really a ton of pitching to spend down on to always stack up the Dodgers with a with a little Baltimore mini stack and save some money. Just, just saying, that's probably going to be a good play on this slate here. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Montas going up against Quantrill. A's versus Indians. We got a nine and a half total here. Let's start off with Montas here going up against Cleveland. Montas, obviously a pretty darn good pitcher this year. 
Um, decent strikeout rate, better versus lefties than righties. Might only face one to two lefties in this lineup here, and they're not going to be easy ones. At least Ramirez won't. Any interest in Montas at 8.7K over on DraftKings? Uh, yes, definitely, for sure. Um, he's probably going to be well, – I mean, rather permitting two with this game. Um, by legging into amount, a good amount, uh, especially at that price of 8.7K, like you mentioned before, um, with pitching, also, like you said, not being that great, he's someone I could see myself getting a little bit more exposure to, even though Cleveland, well, the past couple of games have been hitting pretty well, but I can see myself getting some for sure. I have a good amount of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind him at all. I mean, obviously, I prefer him against the lefty-heavy lineup. This lineup's still probably slightly above average in terms of strikeouts. Probably worth looking out for to see if they throw in Zimmer, if they throw in Jimenez, they throw in any of these lefties, it'll definitely be a bump for him. But as of right now, I'm expecting a righty heavy lineup. So I'm probably going to be right of the field or underweight with him is my guess. I'd probably have one or two shares of him. What about over on the other side with Quantrill at 8.3K? Uh, I personally want to get – well, I'm, I'm, it's probably going to be under the field. I'm not have, hardly have any of them. Like I'm he, not playing him. I'm not playing him at that price tag. I don't know what his price tag is over on FanDuel, but – I mean, on FanDuel, let me check on FanDuel real quick again, because uh, on FanDuel, yeah, he sees 8,000 on FanDuel, so it's a little bit, little bit even higher there, but there's not that many. But like I said, Pizzi's also not great. Um, I, I, I probably won't get to, get to that much of him. It's, yeah. Oakland's I mean, he's all- been good the last few starts, just 8.3K in a tough matchup versus Oakland. It just seems like... It's just going to be tough. I mean, the guy can struggle a little bit with control. Like, he didn't walk anyone in his last down, but four in the last one before that, averaging two and a half over the last four starts prior to that. Like, yeah. it, it's just – it's. I, I think that price tag is just too high. I, I'm not chasing the upside game they had last time going up against Detroit. This is an entirely different matchup. This one's tough here. I'm full on out on him. I mean, he pitched pretty decently against them the last time too. It, it's just, it's just crazy because like some of these pitchers, like they have like that you that aren't really that great, have just been pitching pretty well in difficult spots. So it's kind of tough. Like I, I would, I might, I, I'm gonna have to wait probably until tomorrow and dig more into the, to the, um, to the numbers for it. But as of right now, I might have a tiny bit of them. I don't like just for tournament sakes, but, but that's really it, if anything, because he, he can get, obviously he has some type of strikeout ability upside. And I understand he doesn't have the control um, or, or the best control, I should say, but he, he, he's, he's been getting it done in his last, what, one, two, three, four, five starts. So, and, and I understand that it, it could be a fluke, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm. we'll see. I do have some interest in the uh, A's bats. I mean, Lowry, Harrison, both are cheap. Olsen's obviously a fantastic play. Quantrill gives up some fly balls or a decent amount of fly balls and some hard contact to lefties. So it's not the worst idea, I don't think, as a stack. I'm not chasing Quantrill's recent games. So I kind of like the A's in this spot. Yeah, and I do too, so... I don't mind. I don't mind taking both sides of that game. Uh, more going to be heavier of anything for sure on the on the hitting side. So yeah, Oakland, looks, Oakland to me looks great. Like like you said, you mentioned Olsen, you mentioned uh, Lowry, the, even all the way down to I think like Brown and, and Chapman, who even hasn't really been hitting that well this year. But 
they they all look good to me. Um, and I don't and I don't mind getting to Oakland, a lot of Oakland bats tomorrow. Yeah, what about the other side with Cleveland going up against Montas? I'm generally not a fan of playing guys against him, and I think there's a spot where we can probably just avoid him. Yeah, I'm gonna if only people I would have within this in the lineup against him would be uh, Ramirez. Um, that's it. Oh, and that's Jose Ramirez. So that's the only person I would, I would probably target as a one-off in this in the Cleveland lineup, and that's really it. Yeah, I mean Ramirez is one-off. It's pretty much always in play, but Montas is quite a bit better going up against lefties. But yeah, I think I'm just out on Cleveland. I'm not gonna. Anyone wants to do it, they do have a 4.4 implied team total. It is decent hitting weather over there. It's 84 degrees, but I, I think I'm I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna X them out of my lineup. So let's move on to the next game. Here we got the Rays going up against Boston, Fleming against Ivaldi. Uh, I think this is a 10 total right now. Let's start off with Fleming's going up against the Red Sox in Fenway. He is only 6K. You taking a shot on him? I mean, it's gonna be in, it's gonna be in Baltimore too, right? I mean, it's gonna be I mean, I'm Baltimore in, in Boston. Boston, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm probably not going to take. I'm gonna. I can see myself having maybe. No, no, yeah, yeah just yeah, just no. Boston's good. Boston's, it's a bad ballpark. He's a little strikeout pitcher. And that lineup is too good, especially if it's gonna be what I'm looking at now. The project lineup, yeah, it's it's too good. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm think, I'm right there with you. I just like. I guess a rough pitching slate, especially with pricing, but no, not going to go there. What about on the other side? It is a tough ballpark, but Evaldi's been pretty good so far this season. Rays are a different lineup, adding Cruz and adding Franco, so they're not quite, quite the huge strikeout lineup, but potentially if Zunino's in there, then they can have – that's obviously an uptick for upside. He has been good. Any interest in Evaldi? I'm, I'm, I was thinking about this before we went on, before we uh, started uh, talking about how much of him am I going to have. He struggled the last two starts he's had. Before that, he's been pretty decent, consistent. But I think with this lineup of Tampa Bay, this improved lineup of Tampa Bay, being more patient, I, I don't think I can get to him at all. I think yeah. I that's in this game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with it, but I'm not. I'm probably not playing him. I mean, I'd rather go with some other guys in this range. Just pitching is tough today, and so I could see myself playing him. But the ballpark, the the improved Tampa Bay lineup, it just makes it a real, real rough thing to do. He's pretty much at the whim of Babbitt. It is a decent strikeout matchup, but that ballpark is just tough with how many guys can hit the ball hard in this lineup. What about any raised bats? Yeah, like. I mean, if 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 Valdi's not going to be owned that much, then I might then I might not even try to have so much Tampa Bay. But they, because I know that they, they like to switch people in and out their lines depending on the pitcher too. But this lineup is dangerous, and they can put up a lot of runs. So I'm going to have a, a little bit, a small amount of shares. If I like, if I had to put a percentage on, I'll probably say like ten percent, maybe five. Um, just because they got they got like Austin Meadows and. Even though of all these, even um, even hard contact a lot to lefties and righties, um, his his K problem, I mean his K percentage is pretty decent. But Cruz, Franco, Diaz, I love all, I like all of them a little bit. So, like I said, a small a small amount of them um, as far as the primary and and a secondary stack. But that's really about it. 
Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't know if I'll be on them. I think I prefer the Boston side of things going up against Fleming. Fleming, obviously, a low strikeout pitcher. He's sitting at about 16%, 17% on the season. And this lineup is just very, very good. I mean, Fleming has been a little bit reverse splits on the season. Striking out lefties a lot higher rate, but just hasn't really given up a ton of hard contact, fly balls, got a ton of ground balls to righties. I mean, I don't care. I'll play both sides of the plate. Like Bogarts, Hernandez, Renfro, uh, JD, Devers. I'll, I'll play pretty much anyone in this line. It's just super good. It's in a good spot playing in Fenway. Like, I like this Boston stack today. I, I, I agree. I agree 100% with that. Um, there's not a bad single bat play in that whole lineup. Um, and I definitely like getting to the bottom half, like with, with Hunter Renfro. Because um, I know he's probably going to be a little bit less wrong since he's towards the bottom. But I love the play. And uh, also Vasquez, too, as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the Nationals going up against the Mets here. Eight and a half total, Ross versus Stroman. Let's start off with Ross here going up against the Mets. Decent hitting weather. Any interest in Ross at 8.5K? I kind of do just because he's been pitching pretty um, well lately, um, but it'll be a small amount of interest in him, honestly. Um, that's really about it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I know he's, he has a strikeout rate, I know, of like 24, uh, 24%, um, but he's giving a lot, a lot of hard contact to lefties and righties um, and has a fly ball rate of 41% to lefties too. So, I, I, I'm going to have a tiny bit of him just because I know the strikeout upside is there, but not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that. Again, the 8K range is tough. Like, I'd re- obviously, you want to play two aces on the slate, but even the aces aren't that great, and it's going to be tough to end up playing him. I, don't know, I could see playing Ross. He has pitched all right recently. He is an above-average strikeout pitcher, but that, that price tag – and this lineup is a lot better than it has been earlier on in the season. I, I don't think I can end up doing it with Ross. Like, we'll see how construction goes because I really don't have a ton of pitchers I love on this slate. But as of right now, I'm probably staying away from Ross. I'd rather pay up just a little bit more if I can. But who knows? Ross is construction. That, that'll wait till tomorrow. What about Strowman and on the other side? Strowman, no. He just, I mean, I think regression is coming a little bit. So. I'm not going to try to have any interest in Stroman, even though he's playing going against Washington and that, and this like horrible line that they that they have coming out every single night. But I, I still can't I can't fathom myself playing him tomorrow. Yeah, I mean Stroman's a guy that I rarely ever play in DFS. Obviously, a great real life pitcher sitting under three RA, three point eight xFIP, but twenty percent strikeouts. He's just a great ground ball pitcher, and this isn't an overwhelmingly good strikeout matchup. It is a bad lineup outside of Soto and Bell, but I, I just don't know if Stroman's going to be worth the 9.3K price tag. So, yeah, no real interest in, here, in him for me. Um, what about these Washington bats? Um, they're hit or miss, but no. I'm not going to play much target them in GPP. This more so Soto um, and Bell in GPP. So that's really about it. Yes, Soto one-offs is really the only way I would want to go. Um, Stroman's just far too good of a pitcher. What about these Mets going up against Ross? I'm gonna I'm gonna target them because um, I because here's what I think I think because Joe Ross is, Ross has been having some, I mean Ross has been having such a, a good string of games lately. People might try to be on him more. So 
I'm going to try to put you on the mess as much as I possibly can, especially with the good hitting weather that we're going to be having here in New York. It's going to be really humid. So I like I like targeting the Mets all up and down our lineup. Uh, Nemo, uh, Nemo uh, McNeil, uh, Smith Conforto as the lefties in there for sure. Uh, VR down all the way at the bottom. I love it. Um, and obviously Pete Alonso with being the best play on the, on the Mets. Yeah, no, these Mets are just drastically underpriced. I mean, Nemo at 3.3K, McNeil 3.8. Alonzo is one of the best plays on the board at 3.9K. Smith, 2.9K. Fias isn't cheap, but Conforto's 2.7K. This is going to be how I end up making up a lot of double ace lineups. Like, I can fit Burns and I can fit Gaussman into my lineup if I play a Mets stack, even if it's just a three-man. You can make it pretty cheap. Mets are one of the top point per dollar stacks on the entire board. Alonzo is one of the best plays on the entire board. It's that simple. I know that they're playing over New York, but you're right. It's going to be humid. It's going to be hot. Wind's going to be blowing out. I can't remember how much that affects it over in City Field. What's called a Shea Stadium. Living in the past a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is just a solid overall spot for them. And the price tags are not reflective of how good they actually are and how good of a spot this actually is. Think DK algorithm is overestimating Ross a little bit, but I could just be me, could go terribly wrong, but I will be heavy on the Mets tomorrow. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the Reds going up against the Braves. We have a 10 total here. Miley against Tucson. Let's start off with Miley here going up against Atlanta. Any interest in him? Uh, I'm sorry about that. I'm just trying to do it. Sorry, so, trying to pull it up. I mean, I I personally I don't I don't think I'm really against it he is an extreme ground ball pitcher i don't see a huge amount of upside this is a tough lineup going up against atlanta but pitching's not great you can get out of here with 18 points might be good enough on this slate i mean miley again not a huge upside pitcher but he does get a bunch of ground balls so i could see playing him he has had a few good outings recently he can, can go over 100 pitches it's not the worst idea in the world yeah, I agree. I I, I like the matchup because Atlanta's have been hit or miss too lately. So um, so I I like getting to weigh Miley, especially at that price seven seven point nine k on DK. It's not that bad of a price for him. So um, especially like I said on this slate specifically, definitely. So I I like it. Yeah, yeah. What about over on the other side with Tucson? Obviously, a guy that can get a little bit wild. He's pretty raw. He's a great prospect and always offers a bit of upside. Um, been pitching well recently. Any interest in Toussaint going up against a good Reds team? <laughs> I I, I want to say in tournaments. I'm gonna have. I want to. I want to play him just in tournaments because I think he's a great tournament player. Like you said, he's 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 a little wild with with it when he's pitching, but it's, he's and he's a great prospect. So it's hit or miss with him. And but the Reds are gonna have a lot of righties in this lineup, and he gives them a lot of hard contact to righties. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have a little bit of them because I know that they do strike out um, um, a little bit above I think a little bit above average, but I still like the I still like the Reds more. But Tucson will be in play for me just a tiny tiny bit to be contrarian. Yeah, I think that he's a guy that's definitely in play tournaments. I mean, his starts this season. 30 points, 23 points, negative 1.9, 9.2. Just obviously he's only gotten four starts up here. He's good. He's going to be a good pitcher one of these days, and he's shown control issues at times. But so far the season hasn't walked more than two batters. I don't know. I think he's in play for tournaments. Again, don't really love a whole lot of guys. think I'd rather go with someone that's 
a little bit more expensive, but if I'm in the 8K range, he might be the guy that I end up on. Uh, so you said you're in on these red bats, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm definitely on, on the red bats for sure. Um, I like the whole lineup in, in general. Oh, okay. I'm going to definitely try to have them um, probably be at the field with them, not above it, um, because I know they're going to be fairly popular. I would expect them to be a little bit. So, um, well, my favorite bat in this, in, that probably, in this probably game will probably be uh, Joey Votto. Um, but yeah, love the rest as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that play. Like it's again, Toussaint can either be really bad or really good. And last two outings, he was not great. So my problem is the price tags over on Fanduel. I think they're a little bit cheaper on DraftKings. Like everyone's over five k. So I have Castellanos, who's a very solid play in this spot here. Don't I know why that play tomorrow. Sorry, yeah, I'm excited. Was this for the price? Um, price was a concern, I would say Votto and India, but if price is a problem because Castellanos for sure because he's given a lot of hard contact to race. Yep, yeah. Now Castellanos, I think, is a play. You can stack him if you want. I'm probably not going to be able to afford it, so probably not going to end up with them. What about over on the other side with Atlanta? Atlanta, I can see myself getting to um, a few of the bats, like more, more so on the top half of the lineup. Um Actually, probably maybe even the whole lineup. They 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 have a high strikeout. Um, um, have a, as a team as a team they have a high strikeout number. But I like I like Duvall. I like um, Swanson, Riley. Pretty much these these guys all have power. So and he does give um he does give hard contact not not at a high amount to or high percentage to say to to um, righties, but a pretty decent amount. So. And he's, like you said, a pretty decent ground ball pitcher, a pretty good ground ball pitcher, I should say, not decent. But um, I just see myself having a, a small amount of mini sack of them, but not that, not heavy on Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Albies, Solaire, Duval, obviously Solaire and Duval, very cheap in this spot. Albies, just very good versus lefties. Miley has given up a lot of hard contact. Righties gets a lot of ground balls to both sides of the plate. So I want to target the the fly ball guys. And we got Solaire sitting over 50% to lefties. Albies at 45%. Duval at over 50%. So those would be the main three guys I would target. If you want to do a full stack, I generally don't against Miley. Um, you can throw in Riley or Swanson. They're a little bit price constrictive. But for me, I, I think I'm going to be home run hunting and I plan on taking a little bit of savings with Albi with Solaire and Duval and then throwing in Albi just because of how good he is. Solaire and Duval obviously strike out a lot. Miley only strikes out right. He's an 18% clip. Like Duval and Solaire are absolutely fantastic plays in this spot. Everyone else is just kind of you could throw them in if you want. But again, Miley don't really see him getting blown up in this spot. But yeah, Solaire, Duval, throw them in there. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Milwaukee going up against Chicago. We have a eight and a half total here. Burns going up against Arietta. Let's start off with Burns, the highest price guy on the entire slate. I think he's the ace. Problem is wind might be blowing out. We don't know the night before, but it looks like the projected amount is 14 miles an hour, 84 degrees, probably 90% humidity. Could be very, very good hitting weather. Problem is Burns, big ground ball guy, big strikeout guy. And this Chicago lineup is just bad. Are you spending up for Burns on this slate? Probably gonna. Um, we'll have a decent amount of them because um, I like the combination where if you if you have like Burns and Price, which are, which is going to be popular, but you get very different with your bats too. So I just see myself having a decent amount of, of Burns. Um, 
Definitely, yeah, I guess he was on a decent amount of burns of not being over the field on him. Um, even though the matchup is going to be – the matchup is just too good to pass up with, with Chicago, honestly. So, I, I like it. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to end up paying up a lot for Burns. I might end up doing some cheap bats and just end up with a lot of Burns and Gaussman. I think Burns is the top overall play, obviously. Striking out a ton of guys this season. Regressed a little bit recently, but still pitching very well. Over 20 points in six of his last seven starts. So he's just very, very good. I would be worried about the good hitting conditions if Chicago weren't so bad. It's just a bad overall lineup, and Burns is enough of a ground ball pitcher where only sitting at a 31% fly ball rate, I don't think that he's going to really have too much of a problem with the home runs here. So I plan on using quite a bit of Burns. I hope that the weather ends up keeping his ownership down, but we'll see what ends up happening. What about Arietta over on the other side? No. <laughs> absolutely not. not the guy is trash the guy is old he was once great now he's not bad to both sides of the play gives up a lot of power a lot of a lot of hits doesn't strike out guys just not a good overall pitcher still doesn't give up a ton of fly balls which is what we would want here i don't care i'm still playing these milwaukee bats i mean wong yelich Adamas, escobar navarez garcia tell us i'll play them all i'll play every single one of them Milwaukee is just good. Well, no, they're just in a good spot. They're not actually that great at bats, but just good hitting conditions. Again, check to see how it looks. Go check out Ross Weather Edge by guessing there's probably going to be a 25 to 30% increase to home runs in this spot, maybe even more. I think that Milwaukee is one of the better stacks on the slate. You with me? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get away from Milwaukee tomorrow. That's how much the I already pricing know. is how you do it, how you can get away with them but I'm going to find ways to – that's why I'm talking about the Mets and Baltimore as two of the best stacks on the pl- slate because they help me pay up for some bats or some pitching. I think Milwaukee might outweigh some pitching in some spots. I might be going with Price. I agree with that, but I, I think even – well, I guess well, the, way I, the way I run my lineups, I already, I already could just know that Milwaukee is just going to come up a lot for me tomorrow. I expect it to – they're like you said, they were, they're probably one of the best – situation as far as hitting wise and and pitching and with the pitcher they're going against on the slate so i like them a lot I'm, if they're not coming for me i'm going to definitely try to make sure i'm overweight to the field on them for sure all right what about the other side chicago i'm full on crossing them out even with good pitching hitting weather doesn't matter burns is too good i'm out on him you with me yes i'm definitely with you on them you don't have to even ask me that question. All back. right, no more time needs to be wasted on that. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Toronto going up against the Angels. Manoa going up against Bundy. Nine and a half total. Manoa, 9.1K. He's one of those guys near the top that I'm thinking about using here. Obviously, great young prospect. Been a little bit hit or miss in the league here, but this Angels lineup really is not horribly intimidating. I agree, and I and I love like Manoa. I like I love him tomorrow. I like myself play his price too. Um, I know his price is like nine point one. Okay, but honestly, I think it is definitely um, valid and reasonable. Um, Angels, you don't normally have. There's a couple of bats you have to worry about, obviously with Otani and maybe Upton, but other than that, not really much to worry about. So I, I like him with his strikeout ability and his upside this matchup. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up with a decent amount of him. He's kind of that guy that. I was talking about trying to get up from the 8K range to get up to get him. Obviously, the aces on the slate are great, but getting two 10K pitchers is not going to be too realistic. What about Bundy over on the other side going up against Toronto? No. Yeah. Uh, 
I understand he, he pitched well last time when I was against Texas, but this is a way, way, way tougher matchup. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly his numbers were, but I think since the sticky stuff started to get cracked down on, he's definitely been quite a bit worse. And then he did have that heat, uh, heat, whatever poisoning. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. He got, he got too hot in one game and threw up. It happens sometimes. We've all been there before. But I'm not using Bundy here. This Toronto team is far too good. Bundy gives up bombs, and he's going to give up a lot of bombs here to Toronto. Toronto, another spendy stack that I think is worth it here. Bundy giving up over a 200 ISO to both sides of the plate. Doesn't have the same strikeout ability he used to. Over 43% hard contact to both sides of the plate. Lots of fly balls, and every single guy in this lineup can hit the ball hard, or at least the top six in this lineup can hit the ball hard. You can throw in Dickerson or Hernandez in there to make the stack a little bit cheaper, but Vlad is taking Bundy out of the park today, and so is Springer. I agree. I, I like the stack a lot. Um, to me, it's definitely going to be a top stack. Probably, yeah, they're going to be a top stack tomorrow for sure. I don't know where they're going to come in rank-wise, but I love I love getting to a Toronto tomorrow for sure. Yeah, what about any Angels bats? I You can go Otani, in my opinion, and that's probably all you want to do. That's, yeah, that's, that's all I really want to do is just go with the tie as a one-off, and that's really it. Can't really look at them. That's what that's a hole right now. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Diamondbacks going up against the Giants. We have a, what is it, eight-and-a-half total? Seven-and-a-half total, actually. Uh, Kelly going up against Gaussman. Let's start off with Kelly here. 8.6K going up against a tough San Fran team. You playing Kelly? I mean, he'll – not with that with that strikeout rate being how low it is, I cannot see myself getting to him because this the Giants have been hitting well. So no, I, I can't I'm I can't do it. Right there with you. Absolutely no interest in Kelly. Gaussman, like him and Burns, I want I, I want a double barrel pitcher a lot. Again, still the night before. Still don't know if I'll end up doing this, but this Diamondbacks team is not good. Gaussman had a little bit of a stretch of not really pitching that well overall in the season. His numbers have been absolutely fantastic. Got together over the last two starts, putting up 17 and 28 points. So he seems to be a little bit more back to life. Like, yeah, didn't walk anyone in his last outing. It was against Arizona, put up 28 points. Gaussman has just been so good this season, taking over a 30% K rate, 3.69 XFIP. This Arizona team is just bad it's just not any really anyone to worry about outside of Marte Gaussman it's between Gaussman and Burns who's going to be my favorite and I guess that mostly depends on what the Chicago weather is but it I will have a bunch of ownership in Gaussman on this slate I agree um I cannot play no Arizona bats in the state at all nothing interests me at all so like you said Marte has a one-off of anything but I don't even know if I'll be using him as a one-off because when there's other power bats on the state I would like to target more um, and McGowan has been pitching on on real. He's he's my sec- He's the second best pitcher on the slate to me. Um, yeah. and that, that's just behind Burns, and that's only because Burns is in a better situation in uh, Chicago. Yeah. What about over on the other side with San Francisco? Kelly obviously has been all right at times. He's been bad at other times. Not a huge strikeout guy. Gives up a lot of hard contact. And this San Francisco Giants team has a lot of good bats in it. So I kind of – I think I'm on the San Francisco stack. Their prices are good. Like Lamont Wade is 3.2K. Belts 4.2K. Posey, 4.1K. Crawford, 4.4. Bryant, a little spendy at 4.9. But Yaz, 4.1. This team's just stacked through the one through seven hitters, one through six hitters. 
Like, I really like the San Francisco Giants deck. I do too, because I understand. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna honestly come in low owned because we got Toronto in a good spot. We got Milwaukee, I think, in a good spot. Um, the Mets, who are cheaper too. Um, these those and those, a couple, a few other teams. So I think that they're gonna come in a lower owned. They could be a good sneaky stack tomorrow and end up being like one of the top stacks on the slate. So I like it. All right, glad we're on the same page there. Been on the same page. A decent amount. Let's see if we are for the last game here. We got Seattle going up against Texas. We got an eight total. Spencer Howard going up against Tyler Anderson. Let's start out with Spencer Howard here. Any interest in him? No. <laughs> no. He says, yeah. well, he's starting off the game and pitched like one, two innings. So, no, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this guy was semi talented, but he just has not been great and has not lived up to what we thought he would be. What about Tyler Anderson on the other side? See, you know, that's a little bit tough because Texas... They're they, so bad. They're so bad. And with that 7-6 six, six price price point on him, and what is Tyler Anderson's strikeout uh, rate? Let me bring 20% up. on the season. He strikes out lefties at a little bit lower rate than righties, but they're probably going to roll five, six righties in the lineup. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like I, I'm, I might have a little bit of him, but I, I would love to get a lot more of it because of Texas. But when I can play David Price, who's, who's cheaper, I rather I might just rather take that chance on David on, on playing Price and have some Anderson in my lineups personally. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is Anderson probably got a longer leash by about 15 pitches. Anderson hasn't put up a lot of huge outings, but this t- team is so bad. He did. Only put up 8.4 points last time they played him, but I don't know. I'm kind of on the Anderson train here. I He's one of the few guys under 9K that I really have interest in him. You're right. It's him and it's price. If I have 900 bucks on or 1,000 extra bucks on the board, 1,100 extra bucks on the board, when I have price, I'm probably going to go with Anderson overpriced. I think raw points, I slightly prefer Anderson. So not going to go out of my way to play him, but he is, I think, the better play than Price just because he can give you a little bit more upside and go deeper into games. And this lineup is just so bad. It's it's so bad. And, like, main thing with Anderson is he can give up some power to righties, gives up a lot of fly balls, gives up a lot of hard contact, but really you're not getting any extra base hits out of anyone outside of Garcia maybe. Like, this is just a weak lineup that strikes out at a big clip that does not walk, is not patient, I don't know. Anderson, I think I'm going to end up with a more ownership than price, but it all come down to how lineup construction ends up going out. Cause I'm not just going to leave. I'm not going to go out of my way to get Anderson, but I'm not leaving a thousand, 1500 on the table to get down to price. So I think I prefer Anderson over price. What about any of these Texas bets? Uh, no, I'm not going to have any, any Texas bets in my lineup at all. They're going to be completely eliminated from my player pool. Yep, they are bad. What about any of these Mariner bets? I like I like Seattle tomorrow. Ooh, look at us on the same page again. Yeah, they're cheap. Howard's bad. Bullpen's bad. Texas bad. Going to be eighty degrees. I know it's a dome, but it's an open air dome. There's a heat advisory warning in Seattle because they're not used to eighty degree weather for some reason. Um, but like these bats are cheap. Fraley is just crushing the ball. 3.2K. Torrens is not a bad bat. Kellenic is 2.3K. Hanniger and Seeger are legit good players. They're still in the playoff race here. They're actually playing for something. 
um, even though they're not likely to get in the playoffs, they're still playing for something here. So I really like these Seattle bats. Yeah, to me, they're. I hope they. I hope they're not going to be high on tomorrow because I want to have a lot of them on. The they're like, never. They're never high on. They are absolutely never high on. And Toro, Toro's been hitting the ball since he since he came over to Seattle. He's been playing really, really, really well. So I, I like I like this whole team as a stack. I'm gonna try to be that. I'm gonna probably try to make them my at least my at least my top three stacks tomorrow. One of my top three stacks tomorrow. I have a lot of exposure to them. I can see myself getting to that for sure. All right, let's play the morning grind it game and then get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get five or more strikeouts. Who you got? Uh, pitcher under under 8K, you said? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a chance. <laughs> not that many pitchers. I'm going to say uh, David Price. Yeah, I'm going with Tyler Anderson. Pitcher over 8K. To score under 15 DraftKings points, who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Strowman. Ooh, bold move. I'm going to go with Merrill Kelly going up against San Francisco. He's going to get beat up here. High price bat, hit a bomb. Anyone over 4K to hit a home run, who you got? Um, I'm going to say... Sorry, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get someone different. I don't want to be too like obvious. Let's you know, I'm gonna go um Omar Navarez. I like it. I'm gonna go with Trey Mancini at 4.3k. He's hitting a bomb for sure. Next up, we got under 4k to get two or more hits. Who's your cheap bat on the slate? Hmm. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh Nimmo. All right, I'm going Austin Hayes, stack to score five or more runs to end it. Who you got there? <laughs> We're probably going to think the same thing, but I'm going to say Seattle. I'm going to say Baltimore. Absolutely love Baltimore, love Seattle, love New York. All three of those stacks, drastically underpriced. All right, Dre, it's been fun. Thanks for joining. Any last-minute thoughts before we get on out of here? Um, just don't be afraid to be different. All um, your lineups, uh, pay attention to some, the numbers and – Put into work, and I think you'll you'll be good. Um, and pay attention to the weather. That's very very important lately with with how games are getting canceled and delayed and postponed. So, yeah. Yep, Roth, most important person in our industry. I always stay tuned for crunch time to see what he has to say about the weather. But it's been fun. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go pack because I hate moving and I have to move. It's the worst thing in the world. There's nothing worse in life than moving. So thanks for joining me, Dre. We're out of here. See you, kids.